Good evening, good morning, good morning, good morning. Good God, today is another good day. This is Arthur Pearlie Martin with Biblical Principles for Inner Healing. Thank you guys so much for joining in on my podcast on this Father's Day 2022. Lord, I thank you. I just want to exhort you, encourage you, and remind you that if you if your father's gone on, that you are not fatherless because God is a father to the fatherless, a mother to the motherless, and He, you are not an orphan. He said, I would not leave you as orphans, but I will leave you with another comfort to the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you guys again for joining in. I'm going to be with you for a brief second, minute, moment, because you know I got to know because I'm kind of nosy, so I just got to know. When is good, good? When is your good, good? When we get ready to talk about this, when is good, good? We're going to find out, but you already know first we're going to pray. I'm so excited about this day that the Lord has made, this day that he's allowed us to live in. Father, we just come before you today giving you honor, thanks, glory, and all the praise. Thank you, Father. We say thank you for allowing us to live in this day in which you have made. What an honor and a privilege, Father, to be created in your own image and likeness. Father, use us according to your will, according to your way, in however way you want. We come before you today and we say we surrender. Father, everything that's in us, reveal to us so we can repent of it. And Father, because our heart desires not to rebel against you, but to yield to you. In Jesus' name, we pray this day. Amen. When is your good, good? Yes, I have to say it. You guys hit that support button um, so you can support our nonprofit. Subscribe to my podcast so every time I come on, you'll receive notifications. But we're going to jump right on in. Um, Colossians tells us that whatever we do in word or deed, that we're supposed to do it as unto the Lord Jesus Christ so he can get the glory. Not doing our good before men so uh, uh, as, so we can, you know, eyes saw so other people can see what we're doing. But when we're doing good, we're supposed to be doing it because of God. You know, when we're being uh, submissive to our husband or we're just being uh, submissive to our boss or whoever, when we're walking in humility, our whole purpose for everything that we do is supposed to be so God can get the glory. <laughs> when our motive is any other motive, then our motive is not good. And uh our good is not good because our good is not God and we're not doing it for the right reason. How many of you know that? Our good is good when we're doing it as unto the Lord. Whatever you do in word or deed, Colossians tells us to do it as unto the Lord. Um, well, when our motive is not God, this is what causes us to faint. This is what causes us to grow weary. This is what causes us to get tired of doing good. You know, the word tells us, he says, don't grow weary in doing good you know, uh, and so you don't faint in due season. Don't get, don't grow weary in doing good because in due season, you're going to reap what you sow. We're going to reap the good that we sow. But when we're doing good because of God, that's when our good is good. And, and we're not going to get tired because we're not going to be looking at the person. Oh no, uh, I'm going to try this for a few weeks to see if my husband's going to change. I'm going to do this to save my marriage. See, that's not good because your motive is not God. God has to be the motive. What Whatever you do, the Bible say, whatever you do in word or in deed, in action, we're supposed to do it as unto the Lord. The Bible tells the wife 
to submit unto her husband as unto the Lord. Then the Colossian tells of the husband and the wife to submit to one another as unto the Lord. Then it goes on to say, wives, submit yourselves unto your husbands as fitting unto the Lord. In other words, if God is not telling you to do that, then you don't do it. For it's better to suffer for doing the right thing than to suffer for doing the wrong thing. Okay, so when our motive must be God in everything. Our motive, I can't. James says you have not because you ask not. And even when you ask, you still don't get it. You're asking amiss because you, you want to you spend it on your own selfish pleasure. So when I'm asking God for something, but it really has nothing to do with glorifying him. It's just for my own selfish flesh, my own selfish desires. He said, you're not still not going to get it. You're praying amiss. Okay, are you praying amiss? I did a podcast ex, uh, called Are You Praying Amiss? Go back and listen to this. But right now, today, we're talking about when is your good good? Well, our good is good when our good is God. When we're doing it as unto the Lord. I can't just be doing it for, uh, no, uh, I'm going I'm to I'm quit praying for them because it don't look like nothing's happening. No, 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 no. We We do what we do because that's what God told us to do. You see, it has to be unto the Lord. It has to be out of our submission to God. How many of you know that our obedience to God comes out of our love for God? Jesus said, if you love me, then obey me. Jesus said, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I say? Because <laughs> we know a Lord is like a supervisor. A Lord is someone that's over you, that supervises you, that tells you where to go, where to come, when to come, when to sleep, you know, and eat. Jesus said, why are you calling me Lord? And you don't even pay attention to what I say. You just basically doing what you want to do. You know what the counsel of God is. You know what the will of God is, but you still do what you want to do. And then you bring it back to me and you say, here, Lord, bless my mess. But that's not what I told you to do. <laughs> Hold on, wait a minute. Now, you know, there's no condemnation in any of this. This is a teachable moment. We're coming. Come on, let's stay in here. Promise me that you won't run when correction comes because God corrects those. He chastises those that he loves. Okay. Okay. Um, so we're just going to finish up here. When is our good? Good. Me and my friend was talking about this yesterday. And again, we were talking about, you can't just be doing good because you're trying to get something. If you're going to do good, it needs to be because the, our God who's good told you to do the good. I remember I was a baby Christian and I was praying and I was on my knees and man, you know, this man was my project. You know, it was like my husband is my project. So I thought, so I, I make sure I tell women, women, wives, ooh, wives, your husband is not your project. Leave that man alone. He, that, that he's God's project. That's God's child. Okay. We're not called to change. People can't change other people. The, we're the main subject of our own life story. And I don't know about you, but hey, Lord, it's me standing in the need of prayer. Help me to be able to deal with that bad attitude. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, we're responsible for our own actions and our own reactions. Just because the offense comes does not mean we have to take it on. We have to understand and know that it's out of the abundance of a man's own heart that his mouth is speaking. That what's coming out of him is what's inside of him. And it has nothing to do with you. Okay, quit taking it so personal. When we take things to heart, that's when we take on the offense. When we take how they are <laughs> and make it about us, <laughs> that's when we take on the offense. It, li listen, it's out the abundance of his own mouth that his heart is speaking. You know, Proverbs 4 and 23 tells us, he said, guard your heart for out of it flows the issues of life. 
out of it flows uh, everything that you do. You know, what's in us is coming out of us. So if you want to know what's in your heart, listen to your mouth speak. <laughs> Are you saying a bunch of filthy words and that's a filthy heart? Hey, hold on, wait a minute. You know, our prayer is, Lord, create in us a clean heart and renew in us a right spirit. There is no condemnation in this. We're growing from faith to faith and glory to glory. But here, you know, I, I don't know about you, but I'm not surfacy. You know, I, I'm so glad that God deals with me from the inside out. And I don't know about you, but I need to be able to see me. Okay, here, Lord, it's me standing in the need of prayer. When I can see me, I can see you. Because how many of you know he said we got to take the plank out of our own eye? I, 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 we got to take the plank out of our own eye before we can remove the splinter uh, from our brother's eyes. We have to be, I don't know about you, but I got to be able to see me. I don't know about you, but I can't be blaming my husband or anybody else for the things that I do. You know, I have to be able to say, hey, Lord, no, I said it because I allow my flesh to say what it wanted to say. And Father, please forgive me. You did. Because the same way people can't make you do good is the same way people can't make you do evil. Come on now. Let's 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 grow up. Let's take responsibilities for our own actions and reactions. OK, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to stick with this. So when is our good good? Our good is good when our good is God. So when our motive for what we're doing is to glorify God, I'm going to do it because you said to do it. I'm not just going, I'm not going to the marriage class because I'm trying to fix my marriage. See, oh, that's not good. That's not good. That's not good. Yeah, the deed is good, but that can't be my motive. I need to be, those who are the sons of God are led by the spirit of God. I need to be doing this because this is what God is telling me to do. I remember um, um in my first marriage, I, um, I went to the marriage class. I did. I was trying to fix my marriage because, you know, I, like I said, I was a baby Christian. and um, But I got weary. I started growing weary because it, it didn't look like he was changing. But it wasn't about them changing. The purpose of me going to the marriage class was so God could change me. You see what I'm saying? My motive for going wasn't right. It should have been because this is what God is telling me to do. He's leading me to do this. And, and and it's me, Lord. I'm not here on an assignment to fix them. I'm on an I'm here, Lord, because I need you to you know you to show me. I need you to deliver me. I need to be set free. I need to I need to know what my part is. Because I, I want to be able to do what you tell me to do as a wife. My I'm not responsible for them doing what they do as a husband. That's not my part. You, that's for you to handle. I'm here for you to sh teach me. You told me I can ask you for wisdom and you would give it to me. If I don't know how to do something, I can come to you and you will give me the wisdom to know how to do what I do. So is your good God? That's what I want to know. What is your mode of operation? Why are you doing what you're doing? Why are you saying what you're saying? Are you doing what you're doing so you can try to manipulate someone else to do something? It, it doesn't work that way. Whatever you do in word or deed, our motive must be God. I, I remember I, um, th this person used to call me and they would say, well, I was calling to check on you, but the Holy Spirit said, no, they're not. They're calling because they want something. So was their motive good? No, their motive wasn't good because, first of all, they wasn't being honest when they was calling me. When our motive is good, our motive is God. Lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge God, and he will direct your path. There is a way that seemeth right to a man, but the end thereof is death. I'm telling you, when we get on our own agendas and our own little private 
missions, and we know for a fact that what we're doing is contrary to what God is saying, the end of is death. We're going away from God. And even though we're talking about God, we're still going away from God because we're not doing what he says. Let's not confuse the gift. The gift belongs to God. That's not ours. Okay. So we don't have to brag about the gift. We can give God praise uh, for the gift. The purpose of the gift is to share and give to others. Um, the purpose is not ours. It's the gift is the gift is God. The gift comes from God. That's why he told the disciples they came running back to Jesus all excited, talking about, oh, well, we cast out devils, they were subject to your name. And Jesus said, Hold on. You don't need to be rejoicing that you cast out devils. You need to be rejoicing that your name is written in the book. Because see, you cast out those devils in my name. But you need to make sure that your name <laughs> is written in the land. We give God praise and glory for the gift, but we don't give man praise and glory for the gift. It's not our gift. It's God's gift. So God gets all the glory. God gets all the praise. God gets all the honor. The purpose of the gift is so people can see God, not so people can think something highly about you, but it's so they can think highly about God. <laughs> okay, so um, when is our good good? When Jesus said there's none good but the Father. When our motive is God, our good is good. When our motive is God, our gift is good. Because we can even use the gift in a wrong way. God, how many of you know that God knows the heart? He sees and knows a heart. And God used the donkey, he'll use you. If you, whoever we yield our members to, that's who we serve it to. If we yield our members to righteousness, then that, that means you know, we're yielding ourselves to God. The Bible said we yield our members to unrighteousness and, and then we're yielding our members to evil, right? To the devil. So um, when is our good good? What's your motive for going to church three times a week? Is it because God said to do it or you just trying to impress a person? When is our motive good? When is our good good? The Bible say, Romans says, those who are the sons of God are led by the spirit of God. In other words, if God is not telling you to do it, don't do it. It's not about trying to be a man pleaser. It's all about being a God pleaser. I'm going to, yes, I am a, a sellout because I'm sold out to the Lord Jesus Christ. And I do pledge my allegiance to the Lord Jesus Christ that I will serve him for the rest of my life. And I'm telling you right now, all honor and all glory goes to the Lord Jesus Christ. What is it that we have that we did not receive? Proverbs said there's one thing that the rich and the poor have in common. God created them both. So let us not think more highly of ourselves than we ought to, because what is it we have that we did not receive? I like to ask the question. I, I, I ask the question of, um, if what you do is if, if what you do is who you are, then then if what you do and what you have is who you are, then who are you when you no longer can do what you do and you no longer have what you have? We are who God says we are. We have to have our identity rooted and grounded in Christ. We have to attack. Excuse me. We have to make sure that we set our affections on God above. We have to attach our affections on things above, which are eternal, not on things below, which are temporal and subject to change. When you said, I, I was telling my realtor, I, I, if we didn't get the house, it's no big deal for me because that's not what God had for me. Because I don't attach my emotions to things on this earth. I attach my emotions, my set my affections on God above. Therefore, hope deferred, it does not make me sick. 
my you know when things don't happen uh, according to what I think it does not make my heart sick because my 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 affections is not tied to things on this world. My, I'm in the world, but I'm not of the world. I set my affections on God above, and that keeps my heart from being sick. Because my faith and my hope is in knowing and understanding that God has my best interest at heart. What are you talking about, bro? Well, Proverbs says, hope defer make the heart sick. But when um, when a promise is fulfilled, it's like a tree of life. In other words, when you when it comes to pass, that that's wonderful. That's a good thing. But hope defers. You know, when you expecting something to happen or you expecting something to go a certain way and it didn't go that way. My my attitude is if if it didn't go that way, then maybe because it's trying to go, God is trying to take it his way. And if it didn't, if I didn't get it, then that means that wasn't mine because what God has for me is for me, and it doesn't none no other natural circumstances matter. Because God can take the heart of a king and he can turn it in the direction of his will. So I'm already all right. My hope is never deferred because I understand that God has my best interest at heart and my faith and trust is not in people. My faith and trust is in Jesus. See, so God never told us anywhere to put our faith and confidence in another person. He says, cursed is he who puts his, his, his confidence in, in the arm of flesh in, or in, the, uh, in his own ability or in, in, even in the ability of another person. Why is this? Because when our faith and trust is in another person, then our faith and trust is not in God. So when people are saying, well, I don't trust people, I don't trust people. Well, that's, that's good. But God never told you to, but God wants you to trust him. Because when you trust God, he can make the people do what he wants. He can take the heart of a king and turn it whichever way he wants to. My goodness, he made a donkey talk. He said he can make your enemies be at peace with you. When your ways please him, he said he'll make your enemies your footstool. Anything that God created, really, he can command. He said light being there was light when there was no light. I'm saying so. Don't worry about none of that. It's not about people trying to get people to do anything that they want. That's not what that's about. That's manipulation and control. It's about us having faith and trust in the Lord to knowing and um, believing that he has our best interests at heart. And because he has my best interests at heart, he's going to cause all things to work together for my good because I do love him and I'm a called according to his purpose. I'm, I'm not just called according to his purpose, but I'm created according to his purpose because God created us on purpose for a purpose and with his good purpose in mind. Simply meaning that you have a purpose and you are a God idea. How about that? You're here on purpose. He's there's he's not a God of accidents, incidents, or coincidence. God is perfect. He really is perfect in all his way. And everything he does, he does on purpose for a purpose and with his good purpose in mind. I'm getting ready to end it here. I just dropped in to say, make sure that your gift is good. Your motive must be God, no matter what. It can be a good thing and not be a God thing. You know, because sometimes pe people do things, they're fickle. People do things um, to look spiritual, to make people think they're super, super, super duper spiritual. And, and, and then the motive is no more God than anything. It's eye service. It's being a man pleaser and not a God pleaser. We're called to be a God pleaser and not a man pleaser. For the fear of man causes a snare. It holds us back. And if we are a servant of men, we're not a servant of his. Because we're going to compromise the call. But who the son set free is really free indeed. I'm going to end it here. You guys be so blessed.
be encouraged and make sure that your gift is good. Make sure because when you make sure your gift is good, make sure your gift is God, make sure you're doing it because that's what God told you to do. Okay, because if not, you're going to get tired of doing good because you're going to be looking around at whatever it is you're praying for or believing God for and say, oh, man, they ain't going to never change. I'm getting tired. I've been nice. I've been kind. I've been washing dishes. I've been praying 10 times. Well, that's what the problem is. You've been doing that to try to get something out of them when you should have been doing that because that's what God said. I don't know about you, but whatever God calls us to do, he will grace us to do it. God will grace us to do whatever he has called us to do. And I like to tell people that when the grace is gone, it's time to move on because God's yoke is easy and his burden is light. But God will grace us to do. You can rest in the work. You can rest. It don't have to be work. It can be rest. The way we rest in God is by having faith in God. The children of Israel could not enter into his rest because of their evil heart of unbelief. That was the sin that led him to sin, the uh, evil heart of unbelief. Listen in on my podcast. It's entitled, The Sin That Leads to Sin. Listen in on that. That's very interesting. Um, so my question to you, there's no condemnation. It's just to make sure that your good is God. Because when your good is God, your good is good. Okay? Make sure your motive for what you're doing is for God. And it's not so because you're afraid of what people going to think. Oh, if I don't do this, see, because then that's not God driven. That's people driven. And you could be doing a good thing and it not be a God thing because your motive for doing what you're doing is because you are afraid of what people are going to think rather than what, what, what is God saying? Did God tell you to do that? Some people are afraid not to do stuff because they're afraid of what people are going to think, even though God has told them not to do it. Oh, if I don't do this, what people are going to think? That That's not what it's about. It's about letting your good be God. Is your motive good? Is your motive good? Are you just doing this because you want people to think highly of you? It could be a good thing. But if you're not doing it because the Lord told you to do it, it's not a God thing. Every good and perfect gift comes from God. So when we want the gift to be good, it has to come from God. It has to, because you're not called to do everything. Nobody's called to do everything. You can be good at a lot of things, but that don't mean you're called to do all those things. Okay. So um, beware of men bearing gifts because not all gifts are good gifts. Uh, there, People do things for you so you can do things for them. You can tell when there's an uh, um a string attached to that gift. This person don't even have to tell you. Um, that's why I won't take gifts from everybody. I, I mean, I took a gift from someone once and that gift came back and, and bit me. That was not a good gift and I knew it wasn't a good gift. Um, that gift was not from God and I knew the gift wasn't from God. But like I'm telling you here, I was thinking, oh, well, you know, they're going to be feeling some kind of way if I don't take it. You see what I'm saying? If I don't take it, they're going to be feeling some kind of way. But God told me no, because he already told me that the gift was not good. And guess what? I went on and took that gift because I didn't want to hurt their feelings. But I should I hurt God's feelings because I quenched the Holy Spirit. When we don't do what God say do, when we're not doing what God tell us, some of us have pledged our allegiance to people. Some of us have been called out of places, but we're still going because of our allegiance to people. Not our allegiance to Jesus, but our allegiance to people. We're afraid of what they're going to think. Oh, I've been here 30 years. None of that don't matter. 
What is God saying? Those who are the sons of God are led by the spirit of God. People don't own people. People are not called to control or manipulate other people. We are all created by God, but we're not all God's children unless we have accepted his son, Jesus Christ, as our Lord and Savior. Romans tells us he who has not the spirit of God is not his. But we can fix that today because Romans 10, 9 and 10 tells us that we confess with our mouth that Jesus Christ, uh, that he is the son of God. And we believe in our heart that he did raise from the dead. We shall be saved. So if you believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God, that he died, that he, is, he rose, um, confess it with your mouth and believe it in your heart. And just say, Lord, I thank you that I'm saved. The host of should call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord, save me. Lord, deliver me. Lord, I surrender. I believe Jesus Christ is your son. Right? Well, I'm getting ready to end it here. Just be mindful of your motives. Because you know your, you know your motives. And Jesus knew their thoughts. <laughs> For the word of God is a discerner of the thoughts. And it knows the intents of the heart. Right? When your motive is not God, your motive is not good. You know, I, I, um, I wrote this book about 10 years ago, Dating Identified Marrying God's Way. And uh, one of the sections in there, it talks about what's your motive for marriage. Now, motive is a good thing. I mean, marriage is a good thing. Marriage is God's idea. But when our motive for marriage is not God, is not good, then it's not good. We have people marry people for different reasons. People marry people for sex. People marry people for social status. People marry people so they say they married. People marry people because they lonely. People marry people for money. I mean, people marry people for all kinds of reasons. But we have to make sure that we're doing what we're doing because that's what God is saying. Because people marry people because they got good credit. People marry people because they got a good job. People marry people because <laughs> they got a good reputation. Because You know what I'm saying? All this is foolishness. Um, our motive must be God. What is the counsel of God? What is God saying? That's all it boils down to at the end of the day. What is God saying? That's all it boils down to. God leads by way of peace. Where the, where the will of God is clearly known, there's nothing to pray about. I'm, I'm Listen to what I'm saying here. And I'm going to use this because everyone knows. Okay. Don't steal. We know what the, you know, the will of God is clear on that subject. So where the will of, I don't have to pray about that. I don't. That's not something, uh, I don't have to uh, pray to the Lord and say, Lord, should I, should I steal this? I don't have to pray to the Lord and say, should I cheat on my income tax? Should I get paid under the table and not report my income? I don't have to pray about that. I know where the will of God is known. That's not something I have to pray about. I, you don't have to pray about that because you already know, we already know what the counsel of God is. You ever, it's kind of like you already know the answer to something, but... <laughs> When you want another word, <laughs> we cannot wiggle out of our way out from under the word. When we want another word, even though we already have a clear counsel, God has already given us our peace. When God gives us our peace, he gives us our release. Okay. Um, you don't have to wait until you can see all the pieces to the puzzle because it don't take faith to believe in something that you can see. 
Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It don't it don't take faith to believe in something you can't see. It takes faith to believe in what you can't see. And our God, having faith in God, uh, having confidence in God's love for you. When we have confidence in God's love for us, our faith will work because faith works by love. Um, when we have confidence in God's love for us, fear will have no place in us because perfect love casts out fear. Have confidence in God's love for you and fear will have no place in you, right? Because it's the spirit of fear that keeps us from being obedient to God. It's the spirit of fear that keeps us from doing what God say. It all comes back to that. Okay, I'm getting ready to get off here. But make sure your motive is good. Remember, whatever in Colossians, whatever we do in word or deed, action, that we must do it as unto the Lord. The Lord must be... as unto the Lord. I started to do a podcast on that, as unto the Lord. I was going to look up a bunch of verses that talk about as unto the Lord. In other words, that, that one scripture, let me go, where he tells us, wives, submit yourselves unto your husband as unto the Lord. What does as unto? That means even if I don't feel like doing it, I'm going to do it, God, because of my uh, my love for you. I'm going to do it as unto you. I'm going to do it because you said to do it. That's what that means. And when we're doing things as unto the Lord. Whatever we do in word or deed, we're doing it as unto the Lord. That's our motive. It has nothing to do with what we feel. It's a sacrificial um, type of submission. Uh, We're doing it as unto the Lord. It it doesn't matter what it look like. It doesn't matter what it feel like. None of that matter. I'm going to do this, Father, because this is what you said to do. It doesn't matter. It didn't. I know they didn't give a nice answer, but you said that a soft answer would turn away wrath. You said, don't be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. This is what you said, so I'm going to do what you said, um, not because of what they did or didn't do. See, it doesn't have anything to do with what you do or don't do. When, when our relationship is with Christ, we do it because he said to do it. It's not, it's not connected to your obedience. It's connected to my love relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. It's a sacrificial kind of love. You know, um, Galatians says, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ that liveth in me. And the life I now live, I live by faith in, in, uh, in Jesus. I live by faith in what Christ has already done, in other words. Um, the life I'm living now, I'm living by faith. I'm, I'm walking it out. I'm walking in the finished work. This is why Jesus said it is finished, meaning it's already done. Come on now. If he say it's finished, that means it's already done. So we have to walk in the footsteps. That's why he said, don't lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge me. But when we, when we go against God and we just start doing what we want to do, and we know what the counsel of God says, that's the rebellion which is equal to the sin of witchcraft because what we do is when we exercise our will above the known will of God, we're exercising, we're walking in witchcraft. We're exercising our will above God's will. Isn't that what Satan did? I will exalt myself. That's why that's pride because what we're saying is, God, I don't care what you say. I'm going to do what I want to do. I will exalt myself. And, and the devil, I wills, got him cast down and brought him low. Proverbs says pride will bring a man low. And that's just what that is. When we're, rebellion is connected, is rooted in pride. Because pride knows the will of God, but it's just bent on doing what it wants to do. With a clear will of God. You know, and, and I'm, real, you know, I'm really sensing that 
Uh, this is definitely going to be a time of exposure. How many of you know that God, he deals with us in private before he deals with us in public? And I'm, I don't know about you, but I'm just so glad that he loves me so much. I thank him for his conviction. I thank him for not giving me peace when I'm wrong. Because I don't, when I'm in pieces and I'm not doing the right thing, I thank him for, for his hand resting heavy upon me. I thank him for his correction. I thank him for his rebuke. I thank him because I know I got to eat the whole roll. I don't need someone telling me I'm all right when I'm wrong. Because that's the kiss of an enemy. The Bible says faithful are the wounds of a friend, but deceitful are the kisses of an enemy. Your real friends will tell you the truth. If all you have is just men, then you don't have any real friends. Don't put your truth tellers out because your truth tellers are going to be the ones that's going to really have your back. Because people who care about you, they're going to they're gonna tell you the truth. And people who don't care about you don't care nothing about you. They don't care whether you, you know, if it's a snake over there in the ground, they don't care about that. They'll let you walk right into it. But your friends, faithful are the wounds. It may hurt. What they say may hurt you. But the wounds, those are faithful wounds. Those wounds was not created to kill you or to crush you or to condemn you. It may hurt your flesh. You know, one thing the Lord said, Paul, the only thing that's suffering is your flesh. Your spirit is fine. Let that flesh suffer. You need to do what I say. Isn't that what we try to teach our kids to do what we say? Really, what we're trying to do is to train our children's flesh. We're trying to teach their flesh to obey. We're trying to say, listen, you need to listen to me. Why? Because you need to listen to me. Because my voice, the voice that God has given me to help guide you, uh, that parental guidance it can keep you from things. It can protect you. It can keep you from danger. You need to learn to listen to my voice because I'm not going to tell you anything wrong. Right? We need to listen to parental guidance. We got to teach our kids to listen to parental guidance and make sure that the voice that we're speaking in is the voice of the Lord. It's the wisdom of the Lord. Life really does come with the manual. Children come with the manual. Marriage comes with the manual. Life, period, comes with the manual. It's called the B-I-B-L-E. And that's the book for me. It's the Bible. It's to teach us how to live righteously. It's, it's for ex- edification, exhortation. It's to teach us how to live righteously. I love Proverbs because Proverbs, they just deal with everyday life. Um, if, start reading some Proverbs if you don't know where to start reading in the Bible. It's going to teach you how to deal with people. Um, let, I'm, I'm getting ready to end it here. Just because you forgive someone doesn't mean you have to go back being their best friend. Because the truth of the matter is, you know, even though King David didn't have anything against King Saul, because King Saul had stuff in his heart against David, David could no longer sit at his table and eat. And it wasn't because David was at odds with King Saul. It was that King Saul was at odds with David. So just because you forgive someone else does not mean that they have forgiven you. But still continue to love, you know, pray for them. Uh, bless those that curse you. I'm telling you the word of God. All I know is I'm here to testify to you on behalf of my father. I've been subpoenaed by the Holy Spirit because I am an ambassador. We are ambassadors of Jesus Christ, called to be ministers of reconciliators. Okay, we're called to reconcile people back to the Father. And so we've been subpoenaed by the Holy Spirit. That's our title. That's what we're all called to do. You know, whether it's at the grocery store, 
whether it's at the workplace, whether it's walking the track, whether it's in the gym exercising, I don't know, wherever. But the people that's in your influence in your area, those are your neighbors. <laughs> when you're at the gym working out, that person next to you, that's your neighbor. We're responsible for the people that comes in our influence. Um, so my prayer is, Lord, lead God and direct me to my neighbors today. Use me however you see fit. I am yielded to you. I am not resisting you. Uh, and I come before you today admitting before everyone that I need you. Lean not to your own understanding. Lean not. If your plan is not God's plan, you need to trash that plan. Look at all the dots. All the dots have to connect before it to be God. All the dots. In other words, you can't be believing God for a married man. Those dots ain't going to connect. They're not going to connect. They're not going to connect. That's not God. They're not going to connect. The dots must connect. The dots must connect. All the dots must connect. For this reason shall a man leave his mother and father and cleave to his wife. The dots must connect. The dots must connect. The whole story. God calls all things to work together for our good. All things. All things are working together for our good. I'm getting ready to end it here. Make sure that your gift is good. Make sure your gift is God. Make sure that whatever you do in word or deed, you're doing it because that's what the Lord told you to do. Because for any other reason, even though it's a good thing, I, well, I, I've, been, I've been fasting and praying for a whole week now for my husband to get delivered. That's a good thing. Did God tell you to do that? Because if God didn't tell you to do that, that's you doing that. And you're going to get tired of your own good, <laughs> of your own self-righteousness. Is that what God, was that the instructions he gave you? Because if you're just doing it on your own, in your own armor flesh, that's what that is. That's flesh. Even though it's a good thing. We need to be led by the spirit. The goal is to grow up from faith to faith and learn how to be uh, God dependent. You know, um, he said, my children, my sheep know my voice and a stranger's voice. They will not follow you. As we mature in the Lord, we should recognize, be able to recognize the voice of the Lord. This is why you don't have to worry about being led astray. If you recognize the voice, if you and we have an unction from the Holy One, the Bible say, that teaches us all things. We don't have need of a teacher. He's not saying we don't need someone to teach us. He's just saying the Holy Spirit, he is the one that's going to teach you, lead you, and guide you into all, everything that's true. He'll let you know what this person is saying is true. Even though you haven't read the whole entire Bible, when someone starts saying stuff that's contrary to what God is saying, when someone starts preaching another gospel, not that there is another gospel, but when people start teaching humanism, telling people to have confidence in themselves, and, and, and uh, all this kind of stuff. That's contrary to what God is saying. God said we must decrease so he can increase less of us and more of him. We must decrease so God can increase. God tells us to have no confidence in our arm of flesh. Have no confidence in your own arm of flesh. Don't have confidence in your own ability. Because when you have confidence in our ability, then we, have no, we, don't, have, we don't see a need to have confidence in God's ability. Um, make sure that Christ is being lifted up. If you're not talking, if Christ is not in the conversation, then Christ is not in the conversation. Okay. The word of God said when Christ is lifted up, 
that he will draw all men unto himself. It don't matter how, how good it sounds. If it's not the word of God, it's not sound doctrine. And, and I remember the gift comes from God. So let's not become boastful. Not, let's not become prideful because when God uses us, let's say, Lord, I sure do thank you. Um, and, and, and make sure that people understand and know that it was God and not you. Because the thing is, we're not trying to get people to worship us. We're trying to, we want people to worship God, to worship the Lord. We, want, we don't want people thinking more highly of us than they ought to. We want them to think highly of the God where the gift came from. This is why I say we must have character to go with the call because we have to be mature enough to understand that we cannot, uh, don't, for us not to take the praises of men. Uh, and if When the praises of men come, make sure we direct it to Christ. Let not your own mouth praise you, Proverbs says, but the mouth of another. Because when, the, when God is using someone else to say something good about you, that's God himself bragging on you. You know, um, for when we're persecuted for Christ's sake, the Bible say, then we need to rejoice because of that. Because that means that truly the glory of the Lord is resting upon us. I'm just going with the Holy Spirit tells me to go. Okay. Another thing, I'm getting ready to end it. Don't cast your pearls. Quit casting your pearls among swines. People who don't want to hear your words, shake the dust and move on. It's not our responsibility to convince people of God. It's our responsibility to say what God say, to do what God say. And he, that, and he is the one. The Holy Spirit is the one to do the work. People can't change people. People can't save people. Whatever you do in word or deed, if you do something kind for somebody, make sure you're doing it because that's what the Lord told you to. Because when you're not doing it because the Lord said to do it, then you're doing it in your own righteousness. And when they don't render the favor back, you're going to get offended. That's because you did not do it as unto the Lord. Whatever we do in word or deed, let's do it. Because that's what God is telling me. Okay, I'm getting ready to end it here. You guys be so blessed. Be so encouraged. I keep looking for the good in your day. So you can see God's goodness all throughout your day. Hey, let us come together. Let us magnify the Lord. Uh, for the Lord is good. And it is good to praise the Lord. It's good to praise the Lord. It's good to praise the Lord. I don't know about you, but I'm excited to be alive today. I'm excited about my next. I'm excited to see what God is up to, what good God is up to, because the plans he has for us are good and not evil to prosper us, to bless us, bring us into great success. I'm so excited about everything, the rebukes, uh, the edifications, the exhortation, because when God is correcting me, he's loving on me. Um, when God is uh, encouraging me, he's encouraging me. When God is exhorting me, you know, I, I want it all. I want it all. I want it all. It's just the same way in the natural. Everything, your parents don't always, sometimes your parents have to correct you. Because the part, what, what is correction? Correction is trying to, um, when God is correcting us, he's trying to keep us from hurt, harm, and danger. The same way we try to correct our kids because we're trying to protect them from the evil one. We're trying to protect them from hurt, harm, and danger. So the next time a correction comes, you can look at it like this. Oh, my father loves me. This is why he's trying to correct me because he's trying to keep me away from something in the long term that's going to hurt me. Okay? 
So you guys be so blessed, be encouraged. There's no condemnation. But today, Father, we ask that you give us your wisdom to know how to do what we just heard. You tell us to ask for wisdom, Lord Father, and you would give it to us. Happy Father Day. We bless you, our Abba Father. <laughs> because without you, there would be no father. Everything comes from you. It's because of you that we live, move, and have our being. And the only reason we can do what we do, Father, is because of the strength that you give us. And, Father, we just give you the honor. We give you the glory. We thank you that this world will not land. This world will land on good ground, and it will bring forth good fruit in the name of Jesus. We will be fruitful. We will multiply on this word, and we will sow it into the lives of others. Not just the words, but the actions and the deeds and the works. Hey, you guys, I'm going to say this and I'm going to end it. Um, now that we've heard the word, what's the works? Well, the works, I always tell people when you read the word, look for the verb. Look for the action verb because the action verb is the works. Okay. So our work in our assignment and all of this podcast is to uh, guard our heart, is to discern, is to make sure that our heart motive is good that we're doing this because this is what we feel the Lord is leading us to do because any other motive is not God. It's not good. It, it, it's self-righteous or is it God righteous? Am I doing this because I want people to think I'm a good person or am I doing this because I want, because God is telling me to do this? Am I feeding the hungry because I want people to think I'm a good person or am I feeding the hungry because this is what God is telling me to do? Am I giving people clothes so people can look and think I'm a good person? Or am I giving people clothes because this is what God is telling me to do? It's because what God is telling me to do, because it's work. Anytime God asks you to do something, it's going to cost your flesh. But I rest. Let me take that back. It's not work. I, it's, I rest in the work. It's not work, it's rest because I rest in the work because whatever God calls you to do, he graces you to do it. And it looks easy and it is easy because he's gracing you. He anoints you to do what he's asked you to do. Don't that just make sense? And also the provisions of God are in the will of God. So when you get in the will of God, the provisions will be there. It makes perfect sense to me. It's not our business, it's his business. Um, and we must be, about the father's business. I'm getting ready to get off here because I'm getting ready to head to, to the uh, to the building so I can uh, fellowship with some of my sisters and brothers, enter into God's worship, and uh, just be so blessed, not in favor. I'm excited. I'm going to uh, expecting uh, a word from the Lord. I'm not just going to be religion religious. I am literally physically going. Uh, for some food. I'm going to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying as I forsake not the assembling of myself together as he has said so. In Jesus' name I pray. You guys again be blessed, be encouraged. Hit that support button. You guys make sure you share this podcast and um, just keep keep on being blessed and being, and being encouraged. And you guys have a blessed life. How about that? Not just a blessed day, but, but a blessed life because you are blessed and you are so highly, highly favored. And God's goodness and mercy is, guess what? It's following us again today, this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.